Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. You must listen to the open loops, a theme park for absurd beliefs and systems of integration between the mind and the creative spirit. Open loops. We have Maya Kova here on the Open Loops podcast on a very special nighttime episode. Uh, yes, Maya, you are a transformational coach but specializing in the tantric arts uh a tantric alchemist first of all thank you so much for coming on the show my absolute pleasure thank you so much for inviting me yeah i you know what i'm i you you've been studying this kind of uh like this self-development life science these kind of fields i know on your website it says for consciously transform.com for the people uh for over 10 years i mean i gotta get the origin story i gotta know how a person in new york city becomes a tantric specialist these days i want to know i'm just curious Thank you. Um, well, Tantra actually came almost the uh, the last on my, you know, my tools, but it actually kind of put everything together. Oh. Yes. I, I was always into, you know, personal growth and understanding um, what's like how to make, right, our existence here more pleasurable. Right. And more right. positive. <laughs> Because I personally, as I discovered much later and recently, I have actually very intense emotional sensitivity. So, right, like when things are uncomfortable for the majority of people, right? Like for me, it gives me like even more, right? Like it activates my, my nervous system more. And that was something that I didn't know about myself. And I was thinking that oh, I need to do a lot of healing, you know, especially when like five, 10 years ago, it was very popular, right? Like healing and self-work and improvement and all yeah. that stuff. So that automatically drawn me into that. And when five years ago or four years ago, I um, was at my first uh, tantric seminar and tantra, it's all about right, dropping into the body, feeling the body and shifting your attention from the mind to your sensations. Mm. And when I had a first like tantric experience, right, which was, you know, some connection practices, some touch, I found this like a lot of joy and playfulness and, and, and a lot of like positive emotions that I actually didn't have access to because right on my mind attention was on, I need to fix something. And that was like a first big, like a high and breakthrough of like, ah, there's something interesting going on here. I want to learn and I want to understand more how I can access then more pleasure that is clearly somewhere here and available for me. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's a very interesting reframe on fixing the brokenness inside of you, if that's really a thing. Because I definitely think therapy is traditionally about, I've had a lot of people on this show talk about like, okay, well, there's a core wound. We got to go in and fix that and untwist it. Where, and that can be in the body. It can be mind work. It could be past life or whatever that is. But to 
kind of like, it's almost like a hack in a way to be like, wait a minute, do we have to keep going there? Or could we just jump into pleasure and mm-hmm. really just like, like, like really like get to another level? Like I've never really thought about pleasure as like a more enjoyable way out of dealing with like the daily drudgery that having a human mind can bring. Do you find that's true? Yes, you are so on point. You're so on point. And this is all, it's kind of like at the, um, at the core of, of my practice. And I, and because it's not that I want to say something bad about therapy, right? Like sometimes, I mean, we need to understand what events, right, caused maybe certain behaviors or, right, like connect the dots. I would say mm. therapy is great to connect the dots to bring you self-awareness. But therapy in its nature, it doesn't help you to move forward, right? Therapy, you right. can continue to going in circles every time. It's like, it seems like you're peeling the layer, but technically, right, it's the same toxic kind of, you know, situation that you just staying in, right? And I would say like, it's like in the... Um, right in the sand, you're just going deeper and deeper and deeper, but it's not helping you to actually get out or move forward to. That's why a lot of people right now looking for different spiritual practices, right? Or in general, like different coaching that helps them to actually break the pattern. And the credo of my practice is live your power, not Mm -hmm. your pattern. And, um, that's, that's what I want. I want everybody to come back, right, to their truth, to their power, whatever it is. And when I work with my clients, I always tell them to use this mantra that, right, like, I'm not broken and I don't need fixing, but I'm simply coming back to my inner, authentic, sensual wholeness. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Wait a minute. So you're telling us that our wholeness is in pleasure like it starts like is it that baby in the womb like the warmth we were swimming in this placenta i mean that's that's kind of gross sounding but like it is it did kind of start with pleasure didn't it until like we were pulled out of the you know like like, i don't know i mean you do you look at the world that way that like we're always going back to that initial warmth no i I, unfortunately we condition not to Right. Mm. Like we conditioned not to, we conditioned to, and it's, you know, it happens for several reasons because we have negative bias, right? The way our mind functioning, right? Mind pay attention to the danger. So mind is constantly on alarm, right? It's constantly scanning the environment for what happened, but mind only uses the data that it already has. That's yeah. why, right? That's why we always kind of like keeping in mind all the negative things that had happened to us. And it keeps us very limited. Body, wow. in contrary, right? It's kind of, it's um, it's all about healing and thriving, right? And it, there's this vitality that is in our body. And it's as simple as, right, you have a cut on the skin and it's going to heal. So there mm. is this desire in body, right, to constantly feel good, to be good. What happens is we conditioned to kind of like we're conditioned to experience ourselves, right? Our identity through the mind, through the constant chatter, 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 right? And and if yeah. we pay attention to it, if we're unconscious, it puts us in these labels. And I always tell my clients, forget about all the labels. And even if you have like ADD or something like that, forget about that. 
right? Like, don't put yourself in this box. Let's find who you really are, right? Let, let's go back to your truth. Let's go back to what's in your, in your heart, right? What's in your soul. And when, it, when we talk about pleasure, it's not only about like, I don't know, chasing goodness and chasing an orgasm. It's, yeah. it's softening into self-acceptance. It's softening into self-love and kindness because when it comes to traumas, especially if somebody has, I mean, we all have like some childhood traumas. It's just the question is, you know, how deep it is and, and how intense it is. It's something usually, and the reason why we have traumas from childhood, because when we're little, we don't have capacity in our body, like process the intensity of the emotions, right? Process the unfairness or process mm. the betrayal. And we just stuck it, right? We usually, we, we develop certain patterns that helps us to survive. But this initial hit, right, that initial pain it's still there. It just wouldn't know how to access it. And then when we grow up, it's like something that's nagging, right? It's something that that's in you all the time. And then you start projecting, right? Attracting certain circumstances, trying to unconsciously rewrite the story, and then go for therapy, right? Fixing yeah. yourself. And what I do with my clients, it's a lot of different practices and a lot. It's kind of like reprogramming shifting from this inner critic that I'm broken, I need fixing, I need to improve myself into absolute um, unconditional self-love and self-acceptance. And I teach my clients how to work with their emotions, how to work with tough, right? With scary, with unpleasant, with painful emotions through self-love and self-acceptance. Now, mm -hmm. when we talk about right to touch, and when we talk about tantric practices and when we talk about using our sexual energy for our healing, that's kind of like more advanced alchemical level because sexual energy is the most high vibrational energy that our body can generate. And yeah. once we removing the shame and the guilt that we have around sexuality, because right, we kind of conditioned through religion and society to not feel freely in our right sensual sexual exp expression and the reason why because if you suppress sexual energy in a way you can control a person because sexual energy is life force energy right it's mm -hmm. this passion this desire that keeps you in touch with your senses and your truth is in your senses right in the intuition in the knowing where you just know something right and then you use your mind to implement it but we conditioned to think about everything, control everything, plan everything, right? Being super logical and then yeah. connecting from our heart, disconnecting from our senses. So when we are removing this conditioning around sexuality and where we just right appreciating that, boy, my body can generate this beautiful, pleasurable sensations. And you do use sexual energy then to clear this suppressed pain and, and different, you know, suppressed energies that you might hold in your, right, in your chakras. Because with sexual energy, we're sending it always up the spine. And I always tell this to my clients who, you know, sometimes coming to just learn like tantric practices and have more um, pleasure, right? Like learn full body orgasms. I always tell them that be ready that before it gets good, 
it gets really bad because the stuff that, you know, unconscious or the stuff that you are not able to access would start coming out. And it can be simply that you start feeling more emotions. And usually it happens with men. They suddenly start feeling more emotions. And then, right, it's a big question. Oh, my God, how, how to deal with it? And same also for women, because we also trained to numb our emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and some memories might start coming out, right, out of nowhere, something that you kind of forgot that was right somewhere hidden in your, you know, unconscious or even crying, right? Because crying, it's the form of release and orgasm. It's also the form of release. And it's very common, right? For, for, for women, actually, when you do conscious, right? Like practice to cry and like really good cry. And it's a different cry. It's a different cry where you just feeling victimized and you feeling sorry for yourself. It's a very low energy and it's different energy where you're like feeling like it's like, I don't know, like, like a volcano in a way, right? It's just eruption that helps you to actually liberate and access the places that you are not, not able to access. Wow. So it, wait, that was like a huge answer for, I don't even remember the question. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm sure you, I'm sure you do that all the time, Maya. Um, I'm sure that's just who you are, but you know what I, that, but it was a, it was a pleasurable answer. I, I, I got pleasure out of it. Um, now we were talking about the, the origins, like going back and returning to um, key pleasure. And I mean, if you think about it, what happens when babies come out? They cry. Um, but but there isn't. Well, also, like it also makes me think of women that have an orgasm. I, I, I know someone that uh, was very much like there's a practice of actually having an orgasm when you're delivering a child as part of like the. Yes, because it relaxes your nervous system. Mm. Do you, would you advise that? If you can, if you I'm can not a doctor, a- I cannot advise it. <laughs> like I can tell you that I one time had like a very, I mean, I was going through something and, um, and I had a very uncomfortable spasm in my body. Like, you know, like I just felt like certain muscles were like literally super tense and in pain. And it was like really, really, really painful. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to go to the emergency room. And, and I like, you know, I tried like to do the breathing. I tried to take a shower, you know, and and, like nothing was helping. And I'm like, okay, before I go to emergency room and spend thousand dollars, let me do what I know. Right. Let me do my remedy. And, um, you know, and I did some, you know, like some soothing touch and then I just did my self-pleasuring practice. And right. Like after the orgasm, I was able to, I was actually, my spasm was gone. Now I'm not addressing everybody who has physical pain to do that. Yeah. But Right. Like, because I knew, I knew that my pain, it's not that it's physically something happened to me. It just, I was going through like massive grieving and I knew that like, I had a lot of like this very heavy energy. So to me, my spasm was just representation of, you know, like this thing that's right. Like body also keeps the stress that we're going through. So I used, right. I used this, this, this high vibrational, right. Like potent energy to kind of move that energy and it, it worked. Wow. So it takes, right. It takes for you to just um, knowing yourself and then, right. Like practicing and understanding how it works. And again, it just feeling. And what I always teach my clients when they ask me questions, I'm like, well, close your eyes, drop into your body and see what feels right. Because the answer is here. The answer is in the body, whether your nervous system, right? Whether your nervous system relaxes, whether you just feel this pool or sensations or like, I don't know, you know, tingling or, or something. 
right? You need to start learning your sensations. You need to start understand the language of your body. Yeah. 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 So people need to be orgasming with their hearts. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Is that what you teach? There's, there's a practice, something, something about that. Yeah. I, I mean, this is interesting. I also was like, is this story going to end with her delivering a child at the hospital? Because yeah. that would be weird. Um, yeah, I'm like, what is going on here? Uh, but, but no, 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 that's that's great. That's amazing that you you have enough mastery of yourself that, um, you know, and it's, again, pleasure. I mean, let's be real. What's happening right now in the world? If if the world, <laughs> I just jump right to it, Maya. I'm jumping right to it. Um, if people were more in touch with themselves, if people were more in pleasure, how much different would everybody's Facebook wall look? <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you think? What do you think about that? Like, like what is? I mean, some people have said it's self love. Some people have said it's empathy. I've had people in my podcast that are like, well, if we can find the love for the people, if we can find what we love about Donald Trump or the people that we don't like, then we can like heal the world. And then, you know, you come in and you're like, pleasure. Um, is that, could we like really, would this be a good way of healing the globe well, if we were to discover this for ourselves? You are so in point. And there is, again, I have like, like several things that I wanted to say. So it's not oh, going to be a short answer. Okay. But answer, okay. Answer, it's no, my go down question. the rabbit hole. Take me down the rabbit hole. I'm ready. <laughs> my philosophy and what I'm practicing is 100% yes. But what's very important is being conscious about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Right? No spiritual bypassing. Because when people are talking about, oh, I just want to be like high on positive vibes, right? Like, or just like, I'm not going to react to anything. I'm just going to be in a la la land. That's right. Like, that's a spiritual bypassing. Mm. No, we need to feel everything fully, right? And if you're angry, you allow yourself to feel angry. If you're disappointment, disappointed, you allow yourself to feel disappointed, right? If you're struggling with something in life, you do your best. But I call it like conscious nurturing. We'll and we that. all need to do it, both men and women, but women especially, because for women, this is an access to our feminine power. And conscious nurturing is, there are several things that includes in this concept, but I would say at the core is savoring. Right? If mm. it's basically consciously opening yourself up and your senses to receive pleasure whether it's your favorite coffee whether it's right like the beautiful sunset whether it's a conversation with somebody you love whether it's a hug and right? whether you're just watching your favorite movie whether you're happy about the news i don't know or your pet whatever it is right like suddenly open yourself to like receive it fully as the child would get excited about something and we need to do it consciously because we have this negative bias, the way our mind works. And if we're not bringing conscious nurturing and, and right, like the savoring where we're not training ourselves, oh, let me enjoy this moment to the fullest. Let me open myself as wide as I can to receive this good, small pleasure. And we can find yeah. it every day in every minute. And if you start doing it, you really just, instead of being depleted, you start feeling, right, like this life force energy. 
Because why we're talking about sexual energy as life force energy? Because that's a concentration of the most, I would say, highest pleasure that's available to us. But even with a small pleasure in life, you kind of like contributing into life force energy. So then you have more vitality, then you have more creativity, then you have more uh, resilience in order for you to deal with whatever is it that happening. And another thing that I wanted to say that I'm actually right now in the process of uh, creating the course that I will be offering at the end of November. Oh. Uh, it's only for women, unfortunately, but it's all about pleasure. It's all about can let's release 2020 through a pleasurable conscious practice. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, look, I know I'm, I, at least I, I'm not a woman from what I can tell, but, 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 but I am kind of curious, like for all of us out there and for my listeners, like, is there anything, any kind of hint you can give us about like, what would be a practical first step of releasing 2020? <laughs> um, this point is in the right direction. I don't want to spoil your course, yeah. but something, just something, um, please. I mean, the course will be all about different, 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 different practices, including self-pleasuring, including like savoring, savoring any any moment that's available. But what I what I want to say, and I mean, twenty twenty, I I think every human being was affected by twenty twenty in one way or another way. And even though, right, we need to be fully present and concentrated to deal with whatever challenges we have, it's very important at some point to just kind of like sit and hold yourself, right? Like give yourself a hug and just really admit like, yeah, it's been so freaking tough and I did the best I could. Mm -hmm. I shift from the inner critic into your best advocate or the most loving parent, right? Like suddenly shift into... I don't know, like supporting everything you've done, even though, I don't know, maybe it was not all perfect, but acknowledge, right? Acknowledge the effort, acknowledge the struggle, acknowledge the loss, acknowledge the pain, accept the things that you cannot change. Right? And, yeah. and, and just connect, kind of like connect deeper with yourself because, right? When we look for love and for compassion, what we're really looking for is our own love and compassion. And I can give you, you know, a very vulnerable example. My dad passed away in August. And at the beginning, I was like, you know, very like holding myself together because I needed to do that at the beginning. And I knew that. But then I also knew that eventually I would need to drop into that, you know, pain and, and the grief and loss. And then at some point I started noticing that I want more attention from people. Like, I want people to, like, console me more or feel mm. sorry more for me. And then I said, and I'm like, mm, that's kind of not okay. <laughs> right? Right. Every, every time we're grasping for something outside, that's usually a sign, oh, what do I need? How I can support myself? And then it suddenly hit at me and I wasn't shocked that, wow, I'm actually not acknowledging that I just lost my father. I'm actually not acknowledging my own stress and my own pain. I'm actually not being compassionate to myself because I'm not, I'm not creating a space for me, right, to grieve. And that was a huge aha moment. And I'm sure that everybody lost something 
mean this year in one way or another way mm-hmm. and releasing right like releasing grieving starts with simply acknowledging yeah it freaking hurts like hell right and just sit with it wow wow you know i i, I i'm very curious i you know what and i'm gonna get down to like the the real stuff that i'm wondering about because you are primarily oh yeah i know nothing so far has been real this is where it gets maya get ready for this vibrators here's here's my argument i'm gonna go with this right now vibrators what is your stance are they messing up sexuality for women? yes 100 100 wow 100 percent in the same way that porn is messing up things for men, like oh my God. Be- yes, 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 yes. And I'm a very balanced person, so I never say black or white. See, that's the interesting thing. I also wanted to ask about masculine and feminine because I've had uh, in, you know, I mean, I, I'm in the theater arts community and and I have a lot of female friends. And, you know, when I when you kind of like start talking about esoteric concepts and the concepts of masculine and feminine energy, there definitely is kind of like a, oh, you, you can't really say that anymore. There's no such thing as, you know, like masculine and feminine. We're blurring the different lines. And no matter how you kind of spin it around, like I don't quite think I'm talking like J.K. Rowling here, but I also think that masculine and feminine, like light and soft, darkness and light, like I think they are, that just happens to be the name that they are. And there are two different forces. So, I mean, like, being someone in New York City, I guess my question is, and we'll get back to vibrators because I do think it relates. Like, are, do you feel like you do have an uphill battle sometimes with liberal minded people that aren't like, whoa, what do you mean feminine energy, masculine energy? Like, how do you deal with that? Well, I call myself this feminine centrality coach. So that answers your question. <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess people wouldn't seek you out if they were like, Ugh. yeah, but. Yeah, I, well, that's, you know, I I understand that there's so many desires to change the world, but there is the the hard truth, whether you like it or not, we live in duality-based world. Everything has its opposite. Mm -hmm. And by denying that everything has its opposite, or right now it's very popular in spiritual community to talk about unity consciousness, talk about oneness, talk about like, oh, I'm one, right? Like, as you said, like, oh, I don't have masculine and feminine energy. I'm just this bubble of light, Mm. which is okay. (laughs) Awesome, right? Like you can declare whatever you want. The reality is this is duality-based world, your body runs both energies, right? Like you have metaphysical energy that operates on the duality. Like you're not going to run away from it. Mm. Um, what I teach and what, you know, what, what Tantra is about at, at the core is helping us to embrace the duality and turn it into beautiful dance of the opposites. So you don't have to pick between masculine and feminine. You don't have to pick between white and black. You don't have to pick between pleasure and pain. You just need to understand how to do the dance, which means if I have to go completely into my pain, I'm going to go completely into my pain with the trust that I have capacity to go through it. And then more pleasure will open up for me, right? The same comes to 
understanding your inner masculine and feminine, your, we all have inner masculine and feminine. When it works in a beautiful dance, right? For women, it's your inner masculine kind of like holds your integrity in a way, right? That's a solid container of you knowing who you are and you responsible for getting your needs met on every level. You, right? Not your boyfriend, not your mom, not your boss, you, right? Which means mm-hmm. you know your boundaries. That's your healthy inner masculine. Then your feminine goes into self-expression and creativity and sensuality and nurturing and love and all of that, you know, beautiful stuff. For the man, right? It for men, it's very natural to have this structure to hold space, right? To be organized, to be goal-oriented. What's when it comes to the inner feminine, right? It's to have connection to the heart. Allow yourself, right, to, to feel, allow yourself to get vulnerable, right? Knowing how you can find safety within your relationship with, you know, whoever it is in your life where you can allow yourself to actually connect to your heart, right? And, 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 and be expressed in that way. So that's a beautiful example, right, of this dance. What yeah. is happening, right, society puts so many labels, so many unconscious labels of what we should do, how we should act, and, and all of that stuff, which messes with, right, like, with us. Because if you if you don't know, it's like, okay, who should I be? And I really love the video that Cynthia Nixon um produced right when when she was showing different women that are trying to fit thousands of boxes and you have a big question mark well which one should i be and you will not find the answer in society you find the answer here right what is my truth so when i work with women who have a very powerful masculine right and who have this idea of being like super independent right but being independent i actually teach it as um being sovereign in your feminine instead of being independent in a masculine way where you go into, oh, I don't need anyone. We all need someone, right? Like, or, or everyone. So right. that, that, that's not true. So it's about, right, like balancing. And when I talk about feminine sovereignty, it's being in control of your needs, being responsible for your needs and take care of yourself. For women, first responsibility is not take care of somebody else, is take care of yourself where conscious nurturing has come in. That's super, super um, important because that will liberate you. So I, I think it's all about knowledge, right? Learn how you can play the polarity game within yourself, mm. right? And learn how to play the polarity game in a relationship. And when in a relationship, it's kind of, it's, it's more beautiful and more interesting because if you really want to have like this fire and passion in a relationship, you just consciously need to allow yourself and you don't have to do it like 24 seven, right? But you can consciously agree that like, okay, for one hour per, per day, we're going to go completely into this roles where man goes, let's say, right. Or whoever channel like masculine pole, right. Masculine energy in a relationship goes into this masculine expression of right. Like decisiveness and also serving the feminine and feminine right like the woman or whoever channels the feminine goes into like completely feminine expression which is surrendering into receiving her desires right and being in this receiving role but right that's very important to understand that 
right? Feminine surrenders into receiving her desires and masculine by its decisiveness actually serves the feminine. So it's, it's like, it's, there's no abuse here. There's a lot mm. of conscious communication and agreements, but then in order for you to have this juicy experience, you need to go completely into different polarities and women usually very afraid to go into surrender because women don't know how to receive. Right. 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 Yeah. This makes me wonder why so many uh, <laughs> women that I've gone on dates with have been like, yeah, my last boyfriend was a um, I, I tend to fall in love with like narcissists and sociopaths. And I'm like, something oh must God. be <laughs> off. Wait, yeah. You got a solution to that. What's going on with that? Talk to me about that, please. Yeah. 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 I'm so not supporting the talks about narcissists and um, victims. I'm so not. Um, what I think is going on when we meet somebody who holds this mirror for us, these people who we call narcissists, they simply showing us something that we are not capable to access about ourselves. Mm. And it's usually this desire of, oh, love me more than I love myself. Accept me more than I accept myself. And I truly believe that it's like karmic or spiritual or soulmate even connections, even though it's painful. But he, right, we usually have this this tendencies of anxious avoidant attachment, right, or victim and narcissist narcissist type of relationships. But what is happening is it's lack of personal responsibility, and both people are actually mirroring one another through the polarity. That hey, you need to take your responsibility for your well-being in a much better and more authentic and more honest way. And because we we don't want to see this about ourselves, it's very painful to say, oh, I actually don't know what I want. Oh, I actually so afraid to let go of this relationship because it's my whole identity. Oh. I, like there are so many things that we're afraid to say to ourselves. It's much easier to go to your girlfriends and, you know, blame this person, right? It's what's happening in 3D, but what's happening in like 4 or 5D, right? It's like the person is literally holds a beautiful mirror for you to see that you need to wake up, right? And that you need to rediscover or reestablish relationship with yourself first and foremost. Yeah. 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 What is, what would you say to, uh, you know, I, I definitely, uh, I, I, I feel, I feel t bad sometimes because I'm going like, always look on the bright side. Like you're gonna, you gotta go through the pain to find the joy, all that stuff. But I also do think like that men can be terrible and can be rapists and are like, and you know, we can get into the millions of reasons for that, like suppressed sexual energy turned into Harvey Weinstein and unhealthy yeah. relationships and all like, like, yeah, there is, we could keep going back to that. But here's what I would say, like, what is a healthy, is there a healthy victimhood? Is it okay to like, you know, like have had a really traumatic experience with someone and really like blame the f dark forces for that and then go through it. Like, how would you distinguish between that and what you're talking about before? What is the difference? When is it okay to go through it? And if you do have to go through it, what's the way to 
uh, I, I suppose, transcend that place where you're at because of that trauma. Wow, it's getting real. <laughs> <laughs> this is Facebook, folks, and the podcast for those of you listening. Um, yes, wow. yeah, we're going into it, but I, I'm fascinated by your answer. Yeah. I mean, on a philosophical um, kind of realm, I don't have an answer because the things that's happening sometimes to people and the unfairness, especially for me as a person with high sensitivity, like I just, I can handle it. Like, I just, like, I don't get it. It's very hard to answer, right? In those situations, why me? Why I go through this? Why I have to deal with it? And, and, and I think that it's such a wrong question to, um, to ask. Uh, I would say deal with pain, right? Find a professional help that can help you to cope because depending on what had happened, I feel like really finding somebody who can help you just to go through the most roughest points. Hmm. And, you know, and then I know it will sound like a cliche, but everything happening for us. I don't know, right? And and then it's it just it it the matter for you to open yourself, right? Again, it's all about opening. I actually think if you ask me what's the purpose of life, I would say there's no purpose of life <laughs> except of uh make oh, your make your existence here more pleasurable and just open yourself up. Right, like yeah. open yourself fully up for whatever the hell it is. Because I feel like the more we opening ourselves, then things can move much faster. And when it comes to pain and trauma, it's not that, right? Like how to say it, how to put it, like we are holding on to it. But if we permit ourselves to move through it and release it, it's going to be gone. As, as I said, right, when it comes, then that's why somatic practices, whether it's, you know, tantric practices or other modalities. It's like the body wants to heal. The body wants to thrive. So no matter, right, what happened to your, right, to your body, it, it has this vitality. And if you team up with your body instead of your mind, you will be able to move through it. And I, in particular, I do not work with sexual trauma because Thankfully, I don't have any experience, but I know coaches and I know tantra practitioners who, who does. And I know that people can fully heal their sexuality after, you know, like a very traumatic experiences. I know it is 100% possible. It takes dedication. It takes consciousness, yeah. but it's in the body, right? Like we kind of wired for pleasure and joy and, and right? Like fun. It, it's in us. And if we believe, right, if we believe in this theory that we all coming from this love and we just coming here to experience duality so we can kind of like self-experience ourselves, then, right, like this goodness and this light and this pleasure, it's kind of within us. So I don't know if that answers your, your No, I mean, look, I, I really, I think I, I love the honesty of it. I love the honesty of you not 
saying that you are because I do think there are other people out there that like haven't gone through the trauma and said they could probably heal it uh, or work with it. So like I appreciate that, you know, like, you know, your limits as a practitioner, but also, um, you know, you you speak to what you've seen out in the field. I always kind of feel like it would be, I mean, in light of like the media and things like uh, the Nixium cult and all this kind of stuff, like how can you be a male tantric practitioner in 2020? Like, isn't everybody kind of a little skeptical? Oh, I, I know quite a few and it's, um, it's not easy, but there is a very positive um, thing in all of this that men are also called to be more in their integrity and be more conscious about their masculinity and about their sexual energy. And yeah. I would say that there is nothing more beautiful or sexier when you can meet a man who owns his shadow and stays in integrity. Seriously. It's just like irresistible cocktail. Oh, wow. And, um, and I think a lot of men are right. Like I, I doing like, there's a lot of men's group. There's a lot of um, masculine mastery, you know, courses and classes uh, where men can learn because, you know, I, it's not that I don't support the me too movement, but it's always like, and it, it's just me. I always see both sides, right. We're talking about, the effect, but we're not talking about the cause, right? And the cause is the lack of education, right? The sexuality being suppressed, right? Like um, having this um, very um, one-sided patriarchy, right? Like dynamics that, again, rooted simply in fear. It, it has nothing to do that somebody has more power. Yeah. So there's like so many, so many layers. And, and, and I feel, you know, like I feel sorry for women, of course, but I feel sorry for men as well. Because right now, which is in a major kind of like confusion and collapse when it comes to genders and what is okay and what is not okay. And in reality, right, women, we do want to feel, right, like that the, the power and desire from a man, right? Like we do want, right, somebody to kind of like grab us. But when it's coming conscious, right, and when it's coming consensual, that's one thing when it's crossing the boundaries, right? And when it's kind of like barbarian, that's completely, you know, completely different. So it's, I would say it's all about educating yourself and then learning and 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 getting into the circles where people, right? Like where, where people are, have knowledge about it. Because, and, and I think like my dream would be that everybody would get the this tantric understanding and, overall understanding about sexual energy and the polarity and, and how we do this beautiful dance between, right? Like masculine and feminine between men and women. Um, because women, we do want to be taken, right? We do want kind of experience this ownership, but it's consensual and it's coming from the place where our desires, right? Hurt. And when, when, when we are respected. So it requires yeah. like, it requires so much just self-awareness on both parties because that, and that's very important for women to also know what the hell do they want? <laughs> mm. Because if women do not know what they want, it creates the temptation for abuse. Because if you don't have your power, if you don't own your power, if you allow somebody else to own it, 
you're going to end up being abused. And sometimes it can be actually a form of self-abuse by simply staying in a ridiculous situations just because you don't have connection to yourself. So in order for us, right, to heal this, this collapse and disbalance, there is work on both sides. And I would not, I mean, if you'd ask me, I would no longer like look back into the past and like talk about the past all over again. I would actually shift the dialogue or the monologue or, or the discussion into how we're going to move forward. What can we do? Wow. Wow. I just want to know how I become an irresistible cocktail. That sounds pretty. Oh, you still, you still hooked up on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I need to get in my shadow shelf and come out with integrity. Like New York, I'll take it by storm. <laughs> my gosh. Maya, give me advice right now. Do you train men how to become irresistible cocktails? Um, I help men to definitely get more in touch with their heart because the moment men get in touch with their heart, then they can access their shadow, right? Because for men, it's harder. It's harder to, to admit that, oh, I have, I don't know, certain challenge or certain pain or certain, you know, certain shadow or certain archetype or certain behavior or certain thing, right, that I'm doing out of fear or out of pain or out of out of something and it's the same formula you accessing through right through the heart i was gonna say if men become irresistible cocktails like what's the irresistible like food or drink item that women become for men uh, <laughs> well i think women just by default we are irresistible and we are seductresses women just don't know how to access it because everything just got so like it, it just like what you should or should not do. There's way too many boxes. This is what's interesting. I'm like, you're based in, I mean, look, if you are actually based in New York City and doing work with women in New York primarily, I mean, I assume in this world you do Zoom, but part of me is like, Maya, you should have always been doing Zoom because if you are in New York, what kind of life are you trying to combat because metropolitan america is like career climbing get to the top like it is a very uh, yeah. hate to say it patriarchal energy yeah. and i'm like my gosh first of all america needs this kind of work not just <laughs> these cities but you're like okay i'm gonna go to the toughest place in the world and i'm going to bend buildings so they're a little yeah. more like 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 that is insane that is insane i'm i wonder why you do it like what do you have a personal challenge to reform do you think it all starts in new york and then it bubbles out from there like what is going on with you and cosmopolitan usa i think, I think a lot of people are waking up especially after the pandemic or during the pandemic because we're still in it um do you think more people are coming to you now? Like, do you see yeah. a rise in women wanting yeah. to be more feminine? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I shaped my courses. It become to me very clear, uh, like, you know, just my message and what is it that I teach. And I do several group um, classes. And the upcoming one is um, uh, this Friday, November 13th, with the 10-day feminine embodiment course where women just learning like basic uh, embodiment practices. And embodiment, it's all about, right, like feeling your body and connecting with, with different parts of, of yourself on a sensual level. Um, I think, yeah, I think more and more women, right, like because we try the feministic um, approach, right? We try to be this like, I don't need anybody. And it didn't work, right? 
Um, and then we, 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 we tried this and I don't want to say like, I, I don't want, I don't want people mis misunderstand this, but we tried like this me too kind of like content, right. And, and like, like being in that and no one really want to stay right. Like in, 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 in pain for so long. What happened so, when that was going on? Were you, were you like, because some people did see it immediately and they started going like, ah, this thing has to happen in it. I, you know, I personally yeah. believe it had to happen, but yeah. were you always seeing the five dimensionality of it? Were you like, okay, this has to happen, but there will be another end. Or were you like, really, were you in the movement yourself? No, I, I, I was not at all. And I'm so fortunate. I'm like, I'm so, so fortunate to the universe. I honestly, I never had an experience that can fall under me too. But I never had an experience wow. under me too, because till my 20, like 21, I, I just, I was so shut down, like energetically, that even mm. though I was a pretty girl, the guys had like no, like they couldn't just approach me because I was just like, I had such a shield around me. And that's a story for, for a different conversation. Why? Um, so it kind of saved me on another hand from, you know, from any kind of stuff. And then I don't know, I just, I just overall was, I guess, very, very fortunate in my, um, interactions, um, with man. So I, I felt the pain and mm. the story, of course, you know, that's, that's traumatizing, but as I said, like, I always see, and I just, I just have this, that, that just in me, I cannot help it. I always see the full picture. I always see both sides. I, I, I never say that one thing is responsible for everything that's happening. So, yeah. and then, you know, that's, that's the thing. Um, and it's, it might sound harsh, so I apologize, but it's so easy to stay in victimhood. Hmm. And you asked me about the healthy victimhood. I would say the healthy victimhood, it's probably initially right at the beginning when you are, um, like experiencing it right at the beginning where were you just in it like at the beginning stages where you simply going through self-love self-acceptance right like in releasing it and just like feeling right like they're so unfair and you basically acknowledging it right there's the acknowledgement process but then you need to right get out of it and like okay how i can move forward because if we just stay in the victimhood mode and right like like the big question mark yeah. So I, I, as I said, I truly believe that Me Too was a great invitation for both men and women, for women become more responsible for, um, right, and more clear on, right, on kind of like, you know, this, it's, it's not me who said this, but feminine always rises first. And it's right now happening a lot of like conscious kind of awakening for women. They, they actually releasing and what women releasing we're releasing our smallness because we were conditioned for two right like i don't know for two thousand years or more than two thousand years to play small to get our value through serving uh right through giving something or delivering something <laughs> and we did not have actually our sovereignty as women like we we don't see our value right if i don't have a husband or if i don't have i don't know right now it's job right if I don't have something, then I, I'm not. And feminine power is internal, right? It's actually 
honoring and acknowledging your gifts, your creativity, your sensuality, your beauty, right? The inspiration that you bring to this world and honoring that and then taking full responsibility of how I live my life, what choices am I making, from which place. So I feel like Me Too is just ending this victimhood mentality that unfortunately we all, you know, been living and it's not by choice right that was that was the reality and and i also think the reason why many women like going through a lot of emotional stuff i truly believe that it's releasing it for our ancestors because right our grand grandparents grandmothers they were not able to have the emotional collapse <laughs> they needed yeah. to freaking survive through the world war one or two so we're releasing all the pain like for you know for these generations um so so we're now in a place. So you're talking about that feminism didn't well, or at least the the um, what was happening before where it's like, I don't need anybody else. That didn't work. Yeah. Me too didn't work. And you now see more people coming into this place. Uh, that's cool. How does that fit into like the social constructions of New York City, i.e. bars, nightclubs. Like, does Maya Kova go out to one of these high simulated events and like put Yeah, you don't. You're shaking your head. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like these places are traps for yeah. like enhancing the darkest shadows of like false masculinity and femininity, like just like dangerously false. Like I, I, you know, like how do, how do you live in this world with these social constructions and bring forth these energies in a natural way without them, whoever they are trying to manipulate and suppress it? I think actually what you are doing, right? To have people who are having podcasts, who, you know, who are active on their social medias, who are talking about it more, 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 more. It's all about education. And I feel like everybody's hungry for knowledge. Like really yeah. people are hungry for knowledge because I think, and, and I'm not an expert, but I think everybody starts sensing more. It just, it seems like the vulnerability level for humanity is rising and you know that your old habits right your old patterns it's not working anymore right you you, you feel the void right the, the the emptiness that black hole in a way right that no matter what you put inside oh my god it's not working so everybody right now is seeking 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 for knowledge and i think the more people like you or you know and, and people who are more vocal we just we're just contributing in right in, in humanity we're contributing in the process you heard Maya. This podcast is an irresistible cocktail for your ears. Um, is that true? Is it, I, it I love mean, it. I'm not saying I'm res irresistible cocktail. Don't worry. I know I need to work harder. Um, no, but yes, that's that's awesome. Uh, I, I mean, I definitely love having these conversations and learning more about this kind of stuff. Uh, I again, I'm like, my gosh. New York City, what a challenge. Um, I love that, though, that you're you're taking it on. Um, I had another question about masculine and feminine energy for you, um, but now I forget it. What about vibrators for a second? Yes. Let's go back to that. So, yeah, let's go back to that. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. What is happening there exactly? Because I feel like it is uh, another mismanaged, like, societally oh, yeah. created thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and you saw one point when you said vibrators for women and porn for men. <laughs> that is yeah. so true. What we are doing with vibrators and, and porn, we are in a way, right? Like we taking our capacity for sensations away, right? Like let's say if you have, right, we're talking about 100% capacity. When you start using vibrators or porn, you utilizing only 10% of the pleasure that's available for you. So there is 90% mm. of the pleasure that you neglecting and numbing. Wow. Because vibrators, right? Because you use, I don't know, whatever. Like I, I, I use it for maybe like once or twice <laughs> just to kind of like, like the magic wand. What that is like it? Hit with that magic wand. That's like, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, they're crazy things. These items, they're like insane. Right. Like you using the pressure and you using this, you know, it's an industrial tool. Basically. Exactly. You're using, right? Like the, the tool, and especially if it's, I don't know, plastic or whatever, whatever, whatever is it, right? Like it's, uh, and, and the thing is applying pressure. And usually women, they want more, 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 more pleasure, uh, pressure. And because, right, like you need so much pressure, it's like you taking away the, the sensations, right? Because our clitoris is very, very sensitive. We have 8,000 nerves endings. And if you start using the vibrator, it's like you numbing, I don't know, like 80% of it. And you use yeah. only 20% that's available for you. And usually for women, when they stop using vibrators, it's like, I cannot feel any thing but you have to go through the process right whether it's self-pleasuring or right the practice with a partner where you just allow yourself to feel just a little bit but then it's gonna come right like it's kind of like you're like desensitizing right your senses in a way and for men it's all about visual stimulation right when we're talking about porn visual stimulation and i don't know even if they use any kind of um uh, you know, moisturizer. And I highly recommend right. for everybody who is on the call, please use coconut oil. <laughs> it's great for the body. It's great for the skin. It smells good. And it's a very nice structure. So please, please, please use at least the coconut oil. It, it makes the experience more pleasurable. Um, but it's all about visual stimulation. And that's why usually men who watch porn, they sometimes have even issues, right, to get hard, even if they feel a desire for a woman. Unless right. right women start performing something. And and that's that's because of that. And then again, in order for you to right, like release that, you know, that that addiction, you need to go through uncomfortable process of like, I can't, or like I'm not feeling anything, right? Like and, and just surrender into it. And then slowly and gradually, right, through the brief work, we we're teaching tantric brief work, which helping for both men and women to start feeling right more and more and more sensations in their sexual organs and it's it's a process right it's like any when you right like releasing new type of addiction you need to go through that moment of like oh right so are you doing like like are you doing like the uh the reiki kind of stuff where you like put the hand over the guy's body and all of a sudden they're like oh <laughs> like like i've seen on videos kind of i can't do something like that yeah are you how magical are you maya I'm very magical. When it comes to my touch and to my feminine energy, I'm very magical. Whoa, what does that even mean? Okay. okay. It means that, um, you know, when, when you're talking about the Tantra, right, or Tantra session for men, men, right, because you always in the energy of giving, 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 giving. And when you come for Tantrika, right, you shifting into the role receiving, and for mm. men, right, it's, it's uncomfortable at the beginning, but then it feels so good. 
and it's it's beautiful i love working with men and and what i love about the experience is just being able to connect with a person and then just pour unconditional love right i don't yeah. know anything about the person i don't need to know their title their money <laughs> you know their wealth their whatever it is right i just see a human being who is looking for you know for some touch for some connection for some love where where he can surrender into his heart and there is nothing more beautiful when right when you see a man who allows himself to actually receive you know the love yeah here's my question did the 60s get it wrong like in the 1960s, we there was the sexual, there was like the sexual like revolution. And, you know, I felt like everybody was, I mean, at least from the pop culture I watch, it was like everybody was having sex, Animal House, college, people were just like going nuts, hippies, free love, orgies. And then like, of course, what happened? We get to the 80s, we get AIDS, and then all that stuff like kind of STD, it, it all kind of stopped. Like, I'm wondering... It feels like you're moving to a world with a little more pleasure, a little more love, a little more like free love, man. But at the same time, like, I wonder how we do that in a world that, well, obviously right now we're socially distanced, so we can't. Mm -hmm. But like in a world that uh, might be in the process of ascension and awakening, like, do you have a vision of what the modern, the contemporary version of like the 60s might be for us? <sighs> conscious it was in the 60s it's very hard for me to say yeah because you know it, it's so funny um so funny uh, what i'm gonna say right now um when i was in college my thesis paper was about the leisure time in ancient rome and actually sexual orgies was a big part of the leisure in ancient rome i was and gonna ask you about that next actually i'm, I'm very interesting keep going and I mean, there was, you know, there was a fancy thesis paper, like on a philosophical cultural aspect. So it was not so much about the, the orgies, but what I discovered in, in writing, doing the work is that if the leisure is unconscious and if the leisure is all about feeding the animalistic, very low energy, low vibrational, kind of like primal desires, it's going to get you to the right degradation and eventually collapse which is exactly what happened to roman empire mm. and right now we are doing it in a different way and right? we bring in consciousness to it which is communication container right mutual respect where two people are able to take care of themselves right where we releasing a lot of victimhood and a lot of labeling of abuser and narcissists and right like we 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 everybody's taking responsibility for their shadow, right? And, and like on a simple way, okay, we might say that the typical shadow for women would be going to victimhood and the typical shadow for men would be go to the narcissist. Okay, let's admit it, right? And then let's, let's, let's do the conscious work around it so we not fall into those, uh, those characters. Lay, let's bring the, the submissive, right? The, the, the seductive submissive energy from the victimhood on a conscious level. Let's bring, right? Like the strong, macho, decisive energy from the narcissist on the conscious level. And let's see what we can create, right? Because when we're taking the, the unconscious abuse of whatever extreme out of it, right? It, it creates completely different relatedness. And, you know, I'm in this 
community. And if you ask me, I'm not advocating for polyamory. I'm not advocating for, you know, like have sex with whoever you want. I'm advocating for feel what is true for yourself, right? If everybody's around you having sex, doesn't mean that you have to do it too. You know, like it's, it's so releasing the, 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 the social conditioning that I need to fit in and actually able to feel and follow your own truth. That's great. Would you want to be in a Roman orgy? No. Really? No. And I actually, between me and you, I, I mean, and everybody watching and listening to us, I never had a desire to go to sex party because I never was attracted to animalistic and conscious aspect of, of sex. And only when, and, and I, like, I, I feel a lot of sexual desire and I absolutely love and enjoy sex, but I never had a desire to go to sex party because I was actually afraid of who's going to hold the container and mm -hmm. like how it's going to be like, right? Like what will be like, and on top of everything at that time, right? 10 years ago, I also didn't know what acceptable for me or not because i also i knew right that if somebody would press i might do something that i was not really yes to right now i don't have any issues to say no if there's something that i don't want to do and i don't care right about like who is doing what or what expected from me because i know very well i know how to read my true answers right like the instincts in my body what is yes and what is no and no it's me taking care of myself and i think a lot of people when we don't know our inner boundaries it's very dangerous to go into all of these yeah. games because this is also the most vulnerable place you really can get traumatized and then it's very hard to say should you blame let's say somebody who crossed certain lines or should you blame yourself for not knowing where your lines are and ouch, it's a painful conversation. Oh yeah. I mean, you, you keep circling around this and I've never fully understood it. Um, sexual energy and what the power of it is like for people that really, really don't delve into this stuff and just like, might think it's some like woo esoteric thing. Like how much credit can you give sexual energy for, I don't know, everything? I think it is everything because as I said, it's your life force, right? Like I, okay. If you ask me what sexual energy is, pleasure, the way you open for pleasure. Are you a hedonist? I don't know. What does that mean? Oh, that's like that's like the philosophical term for like like a Caligula type, like someone in Rome that just lived for pleasure, like like philosophically, no. all they want no. is pleasure. But look, aren't our whole world right now is in pain? Like, aren't we live in pain? We're, like we, we've been living in pain for, for how many years, for how many centuries, for how many decades? I mean, not even decades, like thousands of years, like aren't we like suffocated with with trauma and pain and and more pain and more pain like you know did you ever go did you ever go to that store lush no oh my gosh this i think is the most devastating part of the pandemic um in addition to you know everything else um most devastating part of the pandemic in terms of stores shutting down let me correct myself <laughs> listeners um this store what you went in and all they had was like different topical 
things like like different soaps, different moisturizers, different. And the whole point of the store was that you would go up to different stations and the people there would actually like take your hand and like squeeze this, you know, substance in your hand and you would rub it in and you would smell it. It was the <laughs> most pseudo erotic hedonistic experience like i loved it i feel like you would i mean it's the name is lush it is like the pleasure of enjoying it like wow. i feel like you're all about that it's actually i take it as a huge compliment um i <laughs> that I think, you would go to lush i yes. think um sure why not i would <laughs> do you like moisturizers do you like moisturizers like like what is a pleasure like like you know we're talking about tantric energy but like how does pleasure manifest in the non-sexual ways in your life like are you um do you like rubbing warm blankets up against your cheeks like 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 what are some of the things that really bring i i absolutely love the comfort of my bed and everything that's around sleeping i i, I absolutely enjoy every moment of it it's um you know, like I, right now I'm treating myself with a trip to Florida and I'm absolutely enjoying the sunset, the sunrises, the beautiful weather, the beautiful nature. But I would say the way pleasure manifests in my life is like alignment, like meeting incredible people everywhere. Always, I don't know, like things are falling into places, right? Like I'm just thinking about that. Oh, I would love to do something and boom, it's it's happening. It's coming to me, mm. like opportunities, uh, for me, the pleasure is connection. I love people. And I have like, I would say that my, you know, my biggest accomplishment um, of 10 years living in New York is my network, network of people from like different areas of my life, right? Like from completely like in, in, in different um I don't know, help me with a smart word. Um like, different spheres of influence, yeah. different yeah, yeah. And, and that, that brings me so much pleasure to connecting with people. And right now, the more I surrendering into this, right, like leaving from dropping the control and trusting life and like I'm right, I'm, I'm learning how to do it as well. Uh, the more I see how magical it is, like the more I see how supported, loved and guided I am at every step that I take in my life. And this brings me pleasure. And as I said, it's just retraining where you put your attention because energy is attention. If your attention is on bad things, this is where your energy at. If your attention is on good things, this is where your energy at. But this is, you know, like we hear about this formula, but it's really start working when you allow yourself, right? When you open yourself and just allow yourself to experience it. Wow. Do, when people meet you, do you just hug them immediately? No, especially right now. No. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, you're stretching. Know, you're... You know what? I'm actually very picky about who I allow into like close proximity to myself. So. Wow. Is it because you're so magical? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. I want to know more about this magic. I'm very interested. Do you have you do you have any like weird like like uh do you have like a psychic connection like do you like can you move things with your mind like what's going yeah. on there I cannot move things with my mind but I can but you and this feminine energy tell me you know what for the listeners before we wrap up I'm sort of curious like what is an example of a way you've used feminine energy that some might look at and be like wow that was magic Hmm. Such a yummy question. Um, let go of control, letting go of control and dropping into 
again, into just feeling content, generating this pleasurable, good, positive energy in my body, savoring a good, good experiences and trusting a lot myself that I will be able to deal with any challenges. Um, letting go of control and letting go of actually have a very steady course. Right? Like You're where, thinking of something very specific right now, aren't you? Several things, honestly, but it just, I would say this is the most closer to my heart because yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I was very much into like, there are things that I was very much afraid of. And because of that, I, I, I wanted to control so many things and I crashed so many times. So I learned the lesson in the most hard way. And by being open, right? What is femininity? It's sensuality. What is sensuality? It's being open to all the sensations. I would say I no longer afraid any type of pain. Um, I'm not choosing suffering anymore, right? If I have to feel pain, I'm going to feel it. And then I'm going to release it. I'm not going to carry it with myself. And then I'm just opening myself more for positive experiences. And right, what attracts men to women, it's to see this radiance. Okay. I, you know what? You you inspired one more follow-up question, which is for women out there who are like, I don't get it. Men always think I'm flirting with them and I'm just being nice. What do you say to them? What is going on there? Uh, well, you're not going to like my answer. <laughs> They're just being nice. <laughs> no, that's fine. Look, I know um, I'm, I'm not a cocktail no, yet. I'm like a ginger no, ale. I think what might be happening is if you have a conditioning and many of us have a conditioning to play people pleaser. Mm. Right? People pleasing has a certain energy around it. <laughs> and it depends who, gonna, who you're going to attract with this energy. Wait, why am I not going to like your answer specifically? Oh, I don't know, because because it, my answer is, again, about taking your responsibility. Like, I'm not blaming anyone. I'm just pointing kind of like in the harsh truth that women, right, when we talk about being nice, isn't it, you know, the side of people pleasing? Isn't it the hidden desire to be liked and to be loved because there is parts mm -hmm. of yourself that are not accessible for you? Right? Isn't yeah. it that you actually secretly want the attention, but then you don't know how to receive the attention, you know? Hey, who says I don't like your answer? I love your controversial answers. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're on the show. My gosh. Um, no, this is amazing. You know what? I, I love everything you're doing, Maya. Um, and I know you do have some classes coming up and, and some programs. You want to talk about those coming up in the next uh, month or so? Yes, I actually going to have two amazing group courses for women. One is November 13th. It's 10 day feminine embodiment course where you learn basic practices, how to connect more deeply with your sensuality. And the other course will be November 30th. It will be 21 day in a way pleasure challenge. Oh, nice. Yes, it would be invitation for women to release the pain and the grief of 2020 through different tantric practices. That's like the masculine and the feminine right there. Like pleasure, challenge, pleasure, <laughs> yeah. challenge. Yeah. 
Yes. Like, wow, way to yes. way to bring the polarities together. Right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty and good. on in December, I will be doing a great class on Sunday for both men and women on masculine and feminine energy, where we're going to talk about archetypes. We're going to talk about wounded and empowered masculine and feminine and kind of dive deeper into understanding how to bring them to beautiful, harmonious dance. Um, wow. And I work one-on-one -on -one with both men and women. So um, if you want some private one-on-one -on -one coaching, I'm also available. Consciously transform yeah. yes consciously transform.com uh well definitely uh the link is there for those of you uh who are listening seeing this uh maya kova my gosh you, you blew my mind several times yay you 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 taught me i must align more with the shadow um you taught me <laughs> that what did you teach me to not be a victim greg Quit your people pleasing. Great. Yeah, this is all about me, really. Let's be real. I'm like the embodiment of the feminine and the masculine, just all in one, but mostly feminine. Um, and no, you taught me so many things. I mean, my gosh, I think you uh you're definitely an interesting voice in this awakening movement. Um, if there was anything you would want to leave everybody with as we are in this election season, as we're going into 2021 as we're all trying to find more ways of pleasure, what would be the words of guidance you'd have for the people? When you wake up in the morning, before you get up, ask yourself a question. If I truly loved myself, how I would like to feel today. Wow. And use this answer as a reference throughout a day. Right? Don't allow the circumstances take away your joy or whatever is it, or peacefulness or calmness or contentment, whatever is it that you want, because that's the only thing that we're responsible. I mean, we're in charge of. It's the way we feel. And about yeah. the election, um, don't get sucked in into polarity. What about the vibrators? What should we do with those? Uh, stop using them. Should we toss them out? Donate yeah. them? My yes. gosh. Yes. I mean, you can use them, you know, to relax your neck muscles or something like that. <laughs> wow. So you don't need to get rid of your vibrators. Just turn <laughs> them into something else. Yes. That Talk about a tantric alchemist, folks. That was the magic right there. Mayakova, thank you so much for coming on again. You were fantastic. Thank you.